Hello and welcome to the CVR Post Race Show, a podcast to keep you up on the latest of Cerberus Virtual Racing's Series 3 Championship. My name is Peter Wasinski, and I am joined today by my charming co-host, Nicholas Peltzel. Hi. So, to introduce you, Cerberus Virtual Racing Series 3 is an 8-round championship race on a set of course of competizione sim and hosted by Cerberus Virtual Racing on SimGrid. Today we're talking about round two at Snetterton. The Snetterton racing track located in Norfolk in England. Is that how it's pronounced? Norfolk? I guess so. (laughs) Norfolk, England is a captivating blend of speed, challenge, and history. Its layout is a dynamic masterpiece that has evolved over the years, creating a playground that tests the medals of drivers and showcases the prowess of their machines. Snetterton's history is a captivating journey that began as an RAF airfield during World War II. Originally used for bomber operations, the airfield transitioned into a a motorsport venue in the 1950s, evolving into the iconic racing track we know today. Over the years, Snetterton has undergone several transformations with layout changes and upgrades that have elevated it to international acclaim. Its rich history is etched into the asphalt, blending tales of wartime significance with the adrenaline-fueled narratives of motorsport triumphs and challenges. Snetterton stands as a living testament to the enduring spirit of evolution and adaptation. The Snetterton racing track stretches across a dynamic landscape, covering a length that challenges drivers and machines alike. The circuit's configuration has evolved over time, resulting in, ver- in varying length for different layouts. The 300 layout, often used for major events, measures around 4.8 kilometers, that's 3 miles, featuring a thrilling blend of long, stretch, long straights and intricate corners. This length provides ample opportunities for drivers to showcase their speed, skill and precision as they navigate the twists and turns of this iconic track. To sum it up, Snetterton isn't just a circuit, it's a theatre of racing and whether you're a driver chasing the thrill of victory or spectator soaking in the spectacle Snetterton's track is a canvas of passion, power and pursuit that captures the essence of motorsports, unrelenting spirit. I, I really like Snutterton, one of my favorite tracks to drive so far. Uh, but the championship so far, Series 3 is a one-drop series. What that means is the lowest scoring race of the season will be dropped from each driver's leaderboard totals. With Misano in the books, pro division driver and newcomer Sandro Van Sand would go into round two leading the series pro league with 55 points. After a stellar showing at Misano, he would choose to withdraw from the Snetterton race and now risks handing the lead of the series to Todd Brown or Paul Simon. In the Pro-Am division, the top spot was held by Connor Jalowiecki, followed by Eric Roguski and Mark Kutz at his heels. With 15 drivers in the Pro-Am division, one mistake could be devastating to your standings. 
And finally, in the amateur division, Stephen Tex Jordan would be at the top of the standings with Yiri Holen behind. There's a whole lot of season left, and the standings are sure to have some shakeups when the checkered flag waves. For the qualifying and the race start order, we have leading the pack our alien Todd Braun in the Porsche 992, who will take pole position with Yusuf bin Suail in the McLaren 720S, only three tenths of his time. Peter Wyszynski in the Lamborghini Huracan Evo 2 would secure P3 after being moved from Pro M into the Pro Division. Well deserved, by the way. Thank you. In the Pro-M category, Mark Hoods qualified P5 in a Ferrari 296, followed by Ash Leach in the Huracan Eva 2, in P6, and Eric Rogowski in the Merck AMJ in P8. Stephen Jordan would once again lead in the amateur category, qualifying in P16 with the McLaren, having Sean Field in the Ferrari 488 and Stacey Ellis in the Porsche 992 a couple places behind in P18 and P19. Yeah, uh, this race, uh, I like, I, I love this track, but I was sweating through this one. So what was, uh, what was something like for you? How did, how did the race go for you? Race was pretty clean to be honest like th that was for me maybe the the outstanding the most outstanding part of the whole race it was very clean regarding that it was a very hard track to race on for me personally though it it, it wasn't a, a very good one um since i was just there to survive the porsche in in traction zones it's just a terrible car but especially around here but uh, because I had to survive, my pace wasn't there. I still had a great time following other cars around and being chased um, as well. So that's just a great seeing close racing, clean racing with so few incidents. That... I think we had like only seven incidents uh, was... after. Yeah, you're you're right. Like it absolutely was one of the cleanest races that we've had at CVR. Yet, we uh, for stewarding, we we had ten recorded incidents, and a couple of them were just racing incidents that required no penalty or warnings, just NFA, uh, which means no further action. But so for an hour race with with newcomers and rookies, and we had over twenty one people. Or I'm sorry. We had 21 people start this race, and I remember asking other drivers, we're already like 10 minutes in, and I'm saying like, did did we not have a single yellow flag yet? Have we actually like had a clean race, like a good uh, first lap, no incidents, no yellow flags? And yes, absolutely. That was a... Yeah. So cool. Absolute stunner there. To, to have like so few incidents. And, and some of them I remember were, were netcodes even. So not even all 10 were really recorded contacts. Yep. I know that uh, Eric and Ash had been bumping back and forth. Uh, and they had some really hard racing. 
probably about six overtakes just between those two back and forth. Yeah, really great showing from both of them. Was there anyone in particular that you had a, a battle with that stood out? Um, <laughs> yeah, really, I had uh, Tony up my ass literally the, the whole race, and uh, I was following some other drivers, so we are in a fierce train, like four cars close by at most of the races. Uh, pit stop then were kind of uh, at, at different times, so we split up for a second, but and at the end of the race we <laughs> find each other again. So uh, yeah, that that was the pack I was racing in, sort of around P10. Um, yeah, so for me the pace wasn't wasn't quite there, uh, but I survived, and and that is for me with the car and a track combination, uh, my happy ground. Uh, for me, it was Mark Kutz. Mark is a a good personal friend of mine. And even though he and I currently are not in the same category, there is discussion about bringing him also into the pro category for this race for how he performed. Um, but that, that remains to be seen by the CVR admins. That said, Mark and I, not in the same category, but it's still very important for me to... To, to beat him once in a while and just say like, ha, I got you. So start of the race, he was within a second of me around 25 minutes in, he goes into the pits and I had fuel for another like 10 minutes. So when I come out of the pits, he undercut me something fierce. I, 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 I or fierce. He had eight seconds ahead of me when I came out of the pits I, I made a mistake in the pits, uh, but when I got out, it was just trying to catch him, and fortunately, he made a, a mistake that I was able to capitalize on, but for the rest of the race, it was just, like, f keeping him off of me, and it was, I, I was so tense about it, but then had a great finish, and uh, I'm, I loved this race fantastic uh yeah mark's pace there was was really like he was consistently very fast throughout his showings yeah uh and and honestly i think he belongs in pro if i'm in the pro category mark definitely belongs in the pro category also in my opinion he's he's always been better than me he's more consistent than i am I can put a, a faster single lap together, but over the course of an hour, Mark can hold it together better than I can. So, yeah, that's uh, impressive. Before moving on to the end results, what was a most memorable moment in the race for you? Um, it was just seeing uh, Gavin and Paul were like fighting so close together. And like they, they had completely different races, but at the end they were fighting lap after lap for position. So seeing that uh, happening so close behind and then a few inches in front <laughs> as they uh, passed me uh, at some time was really great to see. Like their depth, their pace, although they had some mistakes in their races, um, in the end were quite similar. And that was great seeing those two fighting 
so close together. We had battles everywhere on this one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, and not to, you know, toot my own horn and just talk about myself, but the most the most memorable moment was, you know, like I said, I was very on edge for so much of this race because I was performing so well and Mark was right there behind me. So my most memorable moment is in like the last four laps, I have like a two second lead on Mark and I finally have some breathing room, but I'm coming up on back markers and I pass one. And as we're coming out of turn uh, two and three, I have another back marker uh, in front of me. And our typical rules for back markers and blue flags are now that the back markers have to stay on the racing line and it's the responsibility of the faster drivers to come offline so that we can pass safely. I don't think this new co- uh, newcomer knew that because he goes to the inside going into turn four, that hairpin, and it it really tripped me up and slowed me down. We didn't have an accident, but when we came out of turn four, there was Mark. He went from like two seconds behind to like 0.3 seconds behind, and I had a oh. heart. I was having a a panic attack for those last four laps. Uh, so that, that was it for me, but in, in all serious, no, for, uh, in all seriousness though, for that newcomer, I think that was uh, Simon Tonkin. He had a great race. He m- kept it mainly clean. I think there was one incident he had during stewarding but he he had a great race and i he tried to do the right thing so i hope to see him on track more yeah hopefully really uh so at the end of the race in the pro category todd brown takes the top of the podium followed by peter wisinski myself and paul simon uh finishing second and seventh overall our top three in the Pro-Am category were Mark Kutz, Kirk Nicholson, and then Ash Leach, finishing third, fourth, and fifth overall. Newcomer Simon Tonkin took his first place in the Amateur category, finishing 14th overall, followed by Sean Field in 15th. Once again, only two drivers from the Amateur category made it to the end of the race. By race finish, six of the starting 21 drivers would retire from the race due to either excessive damages and time loss or connectivity issues. Overall, Snetterton proved to be a challenge that did not disappoint. Yeah, definitely. For the fastest lap bonus points, we have attaining the fastest lap in the category. A bonus point was awarded to the following drivers. In the amateur category, the fastest lap was forfeit as Stephen Jordan, who set the best time, unfortunately did not finish the race. He was one of the six we list. In the Pro-Am category, we have Kirk Nicholson snagged the extra point there for a 
eight zero. Fast and time. And finally, yeah, yeah, that was a good lap time there. Um, in the pro category, Todd Brown once again takes the fastest lap of the race with a one forty five point seven six seven. If you if you would like further details about championship standings, please follow the link to our SimGrid page. Todd, how are you so fast? What the hell? <sighs> well, before we finish, let us move on to a segment we like to call the Best Drive Awards. This award is not necessarily given to the driver who takes first overall in the race, but is given to a driver who we feel had a standout performance that deserves recognition. Best Drive for Snutterton. I I kind of want to give it to one of the rookies because this was a really difficult track and for the rookies to get through it without major incidents causing a collision, being a danger on track, I I genuinely think that I want to I want to give my best drive award this week to Simon Tonkin uh, who took first place in the amateur category so you got it from me Simon congratulations great pick there I I, I have to say what well, great pick got my respect there um, for me personally I, I kind of have to give it to Todd he, he is the race winner, he had absolutely maiden pace in Misano, where he started last, finished second, so close behind our first place driver. So this time around, he was dominant throughout the session. Like, quality was great, race was great. Um, it was just a great showing of, of his ability to drive a car on its limit. And Really, it's hard for me to see someone in the same car as me putting that good of a performance on a track. I struggled a lot with. Do you do you happen to know? Like Todd came in first, I came in second. Do you know what the gap was between me and Todd at race end? No, I can't recall. Sixty-five seconds. Holy shit! Yeah. He was he was on his way to lapping the entire field. So an absolutely dominant race from Todd. Uh, his his only challenge at some uh, during the race, his challenge was against uh, Yusuf bin Suhail, and unfortunately, at some point during that race, uh, Yusuf had a disconnect. And yeah. was dropped, but Yusuf was having a great race up until that point with Todd. Yep, definitely. Great, great picks. I love this. To uh, cover up our, uh, oh, would you like to add anything? I'm, I'm good to go. Let's move on. Okay, for the point standings, we have now two races and have six to go. Todd Brown takes the top of the leaderboard in the pro category with 56 points. 
Sandra Vincent drops to second with 55 points. And Peter, you are currently in third with 49 points there. In the Pro-Am division, we have Connor Jelowiecki and Mark Kurtz, which are tied to the top position with 55 points each. While at 50 points, we have Kirk Nicholson in third with just a single point lead ahead of Eric. In the amateur category, Stephen Jordan maintains the lead with 56 points. Second place is held now by Simon Tonking with 55 points. And Sean Field holds the third position with 50 points there. Yeah. Well, join us again when we come back to talk round three taking place at Bathurst. Until then, please like, follow, and subscribe to stay in the know about Cerberus Virtual Racing Series 3 and other events hosted by Cerberus Virtual Racing. If you'd like to join us, please see the link to the Cerberus Virtual Racing Discord channel. There are drivers of all skill levels from across three continents to drive with and learn from. And if you really like what we're doing, please consider becoming a Patreon for access to exclusive servers, car setups, coaching, and custom liveries. We've got some great benefits for Patreon members, and it also helps us continue to put together the events and subsequent content for you guys, so it is greatly appreciated. That said, we would like to take a quick moment to shout out our Patreons and the people who make this all possible. Ash Leach, Nicholas Peltzel, Jessica Peltzel, Peter Wasinski, Hans Gingel, Gavin Sullivan, Paul Simon, Stephen Jordan, Mark Taylor, Eric Roguski, Martin Story, Matt Lee, Michael Woolicott, Christine Nicholson, Kirk Nicholson, Chris Montgomery, Thomas Gerlach, Simon Tonkin, Stacy Ellis, and Tony Herzig. Thank you guys for your hard work and support. We are happy to have you as part of the Cerberus Virtual Racing family. Until next time, may your tires always find grip. Bye! Thanks for having me. Bye!